If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, October 1st, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the roller skating game playing Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? October, we're here. We made it, Janet. I know how much you love Halloween. You know how much I love Halloween. We know how much Blessing hates Halloween, but we made it. We're here. It's happening. How do you feel? I feel good. Um, I feel like the first is always exciting because it's like the start of a new month. Like you can, you know, do your goals, start fresh, sort of. And I also love October because this is this from here onward. And I said this when the pumpkin cream cold brew came back. But from here onward, it's all rise. Like we got October, we got Thanksgiving. You get like that long break, hopefully. I know some people might not have Thanksgiving off, but like you have Thanksgiving. Then you have like Christmas slash holiday season. Then it's New Year. You know, at one point you're just kind of mailing it in and we're getting toward that point every day um and i really like that and it's also fall and falls typically a uh busier season for games i know this year is not quite as chaotic as other years have been but there's oh, still so like, crazy though. <laughs> a lot of big releases no i'm feeling it i'm definitely like okay i'm like how do i do this and like watch 30 horror films because like that's always a thing like you yeah, know yeah. so we'll see uh what we could do but yeah Here's i'm excited it's fun. i put the candy out yesterday i went to walgreens at 12 in the morning because it's open 24 hours i was like we gotta get candy in here because we don't have any candy see here's my problem janet garcia and I respect you. I, I, I love working with you. You're Afraid. a fantastic voice in the video game industry. This is why you're not king of Halloween. All right? Because you're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. All right? October 1st, I'm excited to be here, ladies and gentlemen. It's finally spooky season officially. Nobody can get mad at me for putting up all my Is that Halloween a mug? Yeah, this is this is that's Pumpkin. very cute. That's Pumpkin's very been around cute. forever. Pumpkin, well, you know, in various forms. He was assassinated several times, but he's too strong to die. That's adorable. I have been decorating. Jen has been decorating. You know, last week and we went to the pumpkin patch. We have all these amazing photos of it. October 1st, though, is bittersweet for me because you say it only rises from here. I feel like it only it's it's starting to die. Like it's now it's what? like October is almost over. It's October 1st. We get to celebrate. But at what point do you go, man, I, Spirit Halloween won't be open much longer. You know, man, I'm going to have to. I've been to Target, Janet. They have a first off a great Ghostbuster display. All right, that's where I got my Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You might have seen it on my Instagram, right? I have, an, I have a six foot inflatable Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I digress. They have a great uh, Ghostbusters Halloween display, but you know what's happening in that back aisle, that back corner? Christmas lights already coming out. Fuck off with the Christmas lights. Let me have my time. This was September. That means as we get deeper, it's just and then I'm gonna have these fucking turkeys out. Like everybody cares about turkey all of a sudden. It har- it's, it's heartbreaking. Way, I'm excited. It's the to way. Be here. It's the way of the world. I'm excited to be here in costume. You're in costume. You got, you got your, you got, we got, are these special headphones or is this just attachments for the headphones? They're just attachments. They're like little uh, horns that you could like, if you're listening to the audio They're feed, great. it's like, you could They're just great. tie it around your like head normally. Cause I have sure. these and then I have, um, several, like, I don't know what they're called. I guess like little headbands that have like different, like horns or ears or like different kinds of like Halloween type stuff. So usually I try to like wear something that's like Halloween based for sure. like all of October. And then I have this somewhat ugly 
Like I got it from from Daiso. These like little purple and orange like hair piece things. <laughs> and yeah, this was like a quick. This is like a casual thing because I'm like I want to save like the the more intensive fit for PS I Love You. Um, oh, so that's okay. why I'm like I didn't want to go too hard. And like you know you know you know how it is. You know like I got the checking and the savings and like you can't can't go too crazy. I, I have a dream of like eventually just having a budget set aside to drop like stupid money on Halloween every year until I have like the ultimate palace of of Halloween trash but for now yeah. this is what I've built so far pretty exciting I love it it looks great no and that's the thing too is like you know I, my wife is very much in your boat <laughs> every year adding to the Halloween trash bins that that's so good up. and it's so that's exciting, so exciting. Like our, yes our, the living room right now looks like something out of a Halloween like magazine because Jen did such a great job putting up the Halloween thing, like you know the sp- Happy Halloween like worth. And then she put in the spider webs. She put in the other thing. She got the candles. There's candles everywhere. I bought this light up ghost. I got these. I got a dancing pumpkin. Kevin, you hit a little thing and he goes, "Dude, cool." Greg today sl- sent me a Target new one. That's a little pumpkin where the like the uh, the, the monster heads come out of it. Saying too, you goddamn right, I'm getting that. Don't worry about it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's October. We love it. You should too. If you're at home right now, I urge you to kick off your shoes and put on a costume because this, ladies and gentlemen, is Halloween daily. Uh, Let's talk about what we're going to talk about in the game world today. Uh, Are we going to get a new Metal Gear Solid in Castlevania? We are getting an update on where New World is. And also, there's a new Bandai Namco logo, if you can believe it. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Roosterteeth.com. No, I screwed that one up. All right. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show. That's where you can get the show ad free. That's where you can get it with the exclusive post show. That's, of course, where you can have a good time with us and get it uh, bonus benefit. benefit. Let's, let's let's call a spade a spade. I am falling fucking apart, Janet Garcia. Because when the work, you know how stressful I wasn't going to say anything, is. but work day is stressful. Then you get home, you're supposed to relax. Work day ends, and then immediately it's baby stuff. How close to this baby are we? What's happening? Is that a normal pain? Is that something else going on? We are T minus six days away from my baby being born, according to like, you know, what? An, uh, uh, but that, that's Time bullshit. Doctors, Everybody knows doctors. that's bullshit. Could be later, could be earlier, Kevin. Nobody the knows tenth, what's Write happening. it down, write it down. It's going to be the day. Also, like, Clark, I feel, okay, here's the thing. So I don't want to scare you, but I, this story popped into my head and I have like no filter. Um, let's not, no, oh. let's just, let's just move away. Let's just move away. Okay. I, you know I assure I mean? you through, it's about babies. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was gonna. Yes, I was gonna mention that. Like, I was born like in my apartment building, so like, yeah, the stress. Time. Yeah, yeah, like I was just like, like they're like, oh, it's ready now, and then I was just born. My dad delivered me actually. That's wow, awesome. that's really cool. So, did he cut the cord stay or did he wait on for the top hospital? of it. Did he cut the cord or did he wait for like an ambulance? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know offhand. I'm sure he remembers. Um, but like my dad, he's like, ah, you know, I couldn't tell you, you know, which way from Tuesday. Um, but yeah, like he grew up in Mexico and he like like was around like farm animals and stuff. So sure. it's, like, it's the same, the same con- general concept, you know, he wiped the face, make sure that the baby can breathe and stuff. But yeah. like that's like I can't imagine like having like lived through that, like the fact that like you know all mixed in with everything with the constant like monitoring and stuff. So yeah, well, sure, it's definitely. Yeah. Definitely a, a stressful time, I'm sure. So well, it's just there's so much going on, and like I'm a man who likes to plan, obviously. And so like if, if it, it like you know I know you can do inductions or whatever, but if it was just like this is it's all the time like checking in with Jen, like how you doing? How you feeling? Anything? No, okay, you know what I mean. It's like that thing of like you don't know what's going on, and some does go on, blah blah. It's just you know, and then of course my wife, you know, God bless her, obviously making a human being or whatever. She's obviously been. Uh, we will do an entire podcast, I'm sure, at some point where I just talk about how superhuman my wife is let alone how crazy the female body is for being able to grow a person for nine months and then be all set right but it's at we're at the point right where 
God bless her. Jen just can't do anything for herself, right? Like she can't pick things up off the floor. So I'm doing that. So it's like every chore in the house is mine too. So like you're running around doing all this stuff and then you finish work and then you do the thing and you do the blah, blah. So I'm just like exhausted. And I swear to God, if anybody in the fucking chat or the YouTube comments does the thing right now, you think you're tired now, Greg? Fuck you, all right? I don't even <laughs> hear that right now, let alone, and let alone the fact I'm, that- I'm remember, here for bitter Greg Miller. Like this is, normally I only get this kind of hate when Tim is here. Like this is new from you. <laughs> It's it's fucking it's gonna be paternity leave and I that's the thing is I can't wait I because I that's what it feels like right now I feel like I have two jobs I have the kind of funny job and then the you know being ready for baby job which uh, there's a bunch of things under the umbrella that isn't just me sitting there going man I can't wait to be a Ghostbuster with my kid like when I was just being a dad for three months super stoked about that yeah I know I'll sleep in two hour spurts maybe if I'm lucky or whatever fucking fine i don't care you know what i mean like i'm i'm totally fine with that it'll be fine it'll be and i'm still gonna do a lot of chores i understand all that but it'll be focus it won't be that i'm trying to make jen breakfast and i'm like oh fuck there's a meeting in five minutes ah you know what i mean like i gotta balance that it'll just be make the goddamn breakfast give the kid a cigarette walk portillo <laughs> it's easy taking care of kids is easy and i'm excited for that part anyways that's why i have been just falling apart the last three weeks of these shows i feel like you made it like right. a few minutes into the show though so like shout out to that like the first like four minutes fire in your bag then you're like you know what i'm tired of faking this well i just need to say because i and i know i don't even know if the audience notices it but keep in mind that like i mean for the kind of funny version right we've been going six years right i i made up all these goddamn intros that's why i don't write them down right like everybody else who comes into emulator do their own thing which they should they usually write them down and go off them right i know what i'm supposed to fucking say but i'm just so lost in this fog of like worrying about something else that i can't i can't i'm trying to get it back and i'm falling apart ladies and gentlemen it'll be fine anyways patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show with your questions comments concerns uh get all the benefits blah blah blah. uh you can do it for gamescast you can do it for ps i love you which we'll be recording on monday with a very special thing no maybe not it doesn't matter and then all the other things that are going on yada 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 if you have no bucks toss our way no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like lexi gunner is zovgm is and kyler no yeah no kyler kyle r tags are uh if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you guess what everybody next thursday the blessing show is back remember blessing is doing a new episode of the blessing show with roger each and every thursday of the new month so every new thursday there's one there uh so that'll be this thursday it'll be live remember he does them as a youtube premiere so the edited show will go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games at 8 a.m pacific time you can go watch the live premiere you can chat with blessing in there maybe roger's there probably who knows if you need more random kind of funny content, remember I interviewed Will Wright this week. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash Will Wright to find, all, find out all about his new game, Proxy, and watch me live a dream as I adore SimCity, as you know, both from my old IGN Let's Plays that so many of you found me through, and then also the fact that I, you know, Poe and I used to play SimCity way, way back in the day. Uh, kindoffunny.com slash Will Wright. And then next week, Blessing and Andy are taking part in Panda's All-Star Nickvitational, a huge Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl tournament featuring a bunch of big YouTube streamers like uh, Avali, moist critical yeah these kids these days ludwig and more uh it's all to raise money for the breast cancer research foundation andy and bless need your help competitors in the tournament and their communities have one week to raise money to bid on their favorite character that's based on the money you donate right now you can go to kindoffunny.com slash bless and kindoffunny.com slash andy to donate so the guys can bid on the character of their choice and remember that the money all goes to the breast cancer research foundation the tournament is happening on october 5th at noon pacific uh twitch.tv slash panda global 
if that wasn't enough and you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right after this the the boys are playing some halo and i think they are raising money for kind of funny.com slash bless and kind of funny.com slash andy so they can get whatever rocco's modern life character they want to play in this game you know janet i don't know what the nigel sure. thornberry's in and i never watched the thornberries you, you watch the thornberries yeah that's good yeah that, that yeah, was solid. I, I loved rocco I, thornberry's Rocco's modern life yeah that rocco's was good modern life b52s come on uh thank you to our patreon producers uh pranksky pranks like Bankski, but Prankski, right? That's how I'd say. And Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Liquid IV, ExpressVPN, and Demon Slayer. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Devonite is on the Roper Report. Baker's Dozen. Number one, Janet Garcia. Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. A new Castlevania. Konami is back. We go to VGC where Andy Robinson writes, Konami is sent to rap. Konami is set to ra- ramp up its premium game development with new installments and remakes for its biggest franchises, including Metal Gear and Castlevania. That's according to publishing sources who spoke to VGC anonymously because they did not have permission to discuss their projects publicly. Konami's premium games output has slowed down significantly in recent years. The last new Metal Gear game was 2018's critically panned Metal Gear Survive, while the last mainline Castlevania release was 2014's Lord of Shadow 2. In the past decade, the company has arguably grown a bigger reputation for its pachinko gambling machines than for its premium PC and console releases. However, following a restructure to the company's game development divisions earlier this year, Konami is now focused on bringing back its biggest brand to the premium games space, VGC was told. The first of these titles will be a new Castlevania game, which sources described as a reimagining of the series currently in development internally at Konami in Japan with support from local external studios. Also, Greg, notice I jump in here. I do want to call out, you know, I usually I like to boil down articles. I don't want to read everybody's work. I kind of feel weird reading an entire article. I am reading Andy's entire article here because it's so good. Please go to VGC and support them. Uh, really good work here and really a really great piece of what's going on with this right so anyway sorry uh castlevania game uh reimagining the series currently in development internally at konami in japan with support from local external studios there's been much speculation that a demon souls stu- i'm sorry there's been much speculation that demon souls studio Bluepoint uh could be working on a remake of metal Gear solid however vgc was told the series is actually being worked on by an external studio virtuos no Vir- is that how you say that virtuos i got that you think Vir- virtuos 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 it's like it's like virtuous Virtuos. yeah Virtuos. established sure. in 2004 virtuos is the is one of the largest game developers in the world and focuses on supporting the development of major AAA games or bringing existing games to new platforms recently it worked on the switch ports of dark souls remastered the outer worlds and bioshock collection as well as contributing art and content to blockbusters such as battlefield one uncharted 4 and horizon zero dawn the new project is currently early in development, and multiple sources suggested it would be centered around a fan-favorite entry, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, rather than the original Metal Gear Solid. Konami also intends to release remasters of the original Metal Gear Solid games for modern consoles ahead of the larger project we understand. Finally, multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development at various external development studios, as per an earlier VGC report from February. One of these projects was outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer earlier this year, we're told. 
Konami uh, should publicly showcase its plans at major shows next year, disruption from the pandemic permitting. Konami pulled out of this year's E3 2021 show due to timing issues, although at the time it confirmed it had a number of key projects in the works. Konami's Japanese bosses are understood to have historically pushed back against most pitches to outsource its key game brands, which is a big reason why previous pitches for Silent Hill games, such as one by Until Dawn Studio Supermassive, weren't greenlit. However, following the disappointing performance of recent in-house titles, uh, Metal Gear Solid Survive, or Metal Gear Survive and Contra Rogue Corps, VGC's sources said the company has become more willing to contract outside studios for its major franchises. VGC first reported Konami's softening of its stance over licensing its game properties earlier this year in a report revealing that the company has outsourced a new Silent Hill game. Last year, Konami ramped up its games efforts with the creation of a new external publishing program with which it hoped to sign more Western-developed titles. Janet, I've talked forever. What is your take? I feel like there's a lot of things running through my head. I mean, I think the... I One thing that really surprises me is just the fact that, like, the rather than like the original MGS would be Snake Eater, which I think is also funny given our previous conversation on Snake Eater. Um, but I love that game and I think that'd be really cool. Anything related to like the older Metal Gears would be honestly just appreciated, especially with like, well, I don't want to say the older ones like don't age well because I think they do, but I do think having that polish for modern consoles would be like greatly appreciated. I do think for Silent Hill stuff, I got a bad feeling about that. I just feel like it's not going to hit. Um, so I have like a... like mixed feelings about everything that's here some of it seems exciting some of it seems like mm, we'll see how this actually pans out and that's the biggest thing about it i think reading it and going into it and like oh man i when i saw the headline i started going I'm like oh yeah this is fucking awesome yeah of course like it's nice to see konami go back we're gonna make triple a games we're gonna make big games we're not gonna just make uh pachinko machines and arcade stuff we're gonna do castlevania we're gonna do a metal gear we're gonna do a remake of metal gear solid 3 which of course uh if you remember years ago now when they did one of their pachinko machines they did one that was metal gear solid 3 snake eater and everybody was gushing over the cutscenes and how good they looked to see you know uh uh, boss uh, our big boss they're talking to boss and that, them going back and forth in the field and yeah i was like oh my god this looks so great but then it's like oh yeah but and like somewhere in the middle of the articles when i'm like wait a second no the, konami fucked kojima like kojima won't be involved with these and then it gets weird of like oh like you know when when we always sat around and we've done like the oh man i hope blue point's working on a metal gear remake and i hope it's that playstation is working is either picking up as they did yesterday right blue point they're gonna do this thing they'll be the bridge they'll bring in kojima as like you know ambassador or some shit or like you know he'll he'll be a part of it playstation will smooth this out to get here and be like oh man konami is not gonna smooth this out with kojima <laughs> they're not gonna bring you know what i mean this virtuous or virtual virtuous people they're not gonna be like oh yeah here's this and i'm sure the developers would love that i bet konami still has a chip on their shoulder about it and it's like oh interesting so then it's like Oh, we're back to that situation of like, oh, right. Remember, the, you know, a few years ago, the whole fuck Konami thing. Like, that's where we are with a Metal Gear thing, I feel like. Then you get into a Castlevania, which I have no attachment to. You're going to go make a new Castlevania. Awesome. You know what I mean? You're doing something with Silent Hill. Great. There's so many awesome horror games going on right now that are inspired by Silent Hill that draw from it. Whatever. Cool. I'm, I'm excited that they're reaching out to outside developers right that they are actually letting people in to go play with these i wish one of them was supermassive i wish supermassive was making a silent hill game but this is one of those this is cool but it's weird but it's interesting like i don't it's, it's i'm very trepidatious about this news story janet 
yeah, there's also just so much in it that it's like, okay, this, you know, seems interesting, but when is this going to actually be relevant to like the mass market? Because like we, they're throwing around a lot of like projects here and that's a lot of work. So it's like, okay, when are we going to actually see this surface into something that's like tangible? You know, it mentions like finally, you know, multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development across various studios. Are those going to be in, in some form in conversation with each other like what's the order what's the cadence what's the expectation from it like is this gonna you know there's still so many questions left and there's just like a lot of big name big name big name and it's like okay cool you do have like access to all these ips but what is that actually gonna look like in practice and is this gonna be that thing where like you know which is fine because that's how you know news breaks sometimes and it takes a long time to develop things but you know 10 years from now we're like oh yeah we had heard about that okay and then it's you know so it's like all right well how yeah how relevant is this and will this actually make it all the way i think too like you know and vgc does this a lot which is awesome like breaking stuff really early or having like inside access early but it's like this could easily one reason we might not know about this officially is because it's not the point where they feel comfortable sharing it officially so um you know i don't know how much of this will even get off of the ground or what we'll see but Obviously, people are really excited about those IPs, um, but we've also seen so many cases where people were like, I saw it was Castlevania. I saw it was Salinor. I saw it was whatever. And then it was like, oh, but then like I saw what it was and I'm like, ah, man. So we'll see. I also think that I'm a little surprised at the remastering of the original Metal Gear as opposed to I just feel like we're starting to move away from remasters as something that's desired in the industry. Like, I think remakes have been we've seen so much of like what people can do with remakes, both from like a fidelity standpoint and a creativity standpoint of sort of capturing the essence of a game without directly replicating it. Because as you know, game design evolves, the stuff that hit in the nineties or two thousands, et cetera, doesn't feel quite the same. And, you know, like we always point to RE2 remake as like the pinnacle of what a remake could be because they did such a good job at preserving the core identity while also making the changes needed for someone like me, who was like a first time player for that game to feel like, okay, I see what the value is here. I see the great design and I'm not distracted by the sort of like quality of life trappings that are locked into the original version. So to to have it be like, oh, it's going to be a remake of Snake Eater, but then like remasters of just the original, like, I don't know. Then what's the order of that going to be? Is it going to drop at the same time? But then it doesn't like it's just there's a lot a lot here. The remasters, right, are just easy money. That's all we're talking about here is you put them out in a new package with a new thing. And it's also worth pointing out, of course, remember, for PlayStation, uh, if you have a PlayStation 5, right? Like it's you can't go back and play some of these Metal Gears, right? They are trapped on the PS3 and the HD collection. Obviously, Xbox has a much more elegant solution that you can go play all those things, right? If you want to play Peace Walker, unlike when we did it for PS I Love You and I had to break out my PS3 and play off of that. Like, I feel like the remasters are just easy, easy money to be like, cool. We understand you like the original Metal Gear. We think Kojima's work was amazing too. Here is whoomp, every Metal Gear collected or not even collected. We'll, we'll charge you 40 bucks for each one as you go. But they are remastered. They have this visual thing. They have yada, yada. They're all there and it builds hype to get you to here is Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, the remake to what you're talking about. It is this brand new let's go. It, you know, I, you, t- you brought up the conversation we've had recently about Metal Gear Solid 3. Stemming from PS, I love you, but also stemming from the fact that, you know, uh, Barrett, Mike, and Blessing are right on uh, YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays are playing through all of the Metal Gears, and they are in deep Metal Gear Solid 3 territory right now. And the conversation I had, which I know launched a thousand things because I said it in the Twitter version before I expanded, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3 to me is the most overrated Metal Gear. I think it's fantastic. 
I love all the Metal Gears. It's just not my personal favorite. But I, I that doesn't mean I don't think it's. Well, a nine. I can't wait for you to underrate it again when the remake comes out. I've done it before. Uh, in, in my, I remember when I did the the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection review at IGN. I said I said something snarky about the Metal Gear Solid Three story, and people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And it was something for years. I would get the like, "What the fuck are you trying to say right here?" I'm like, Ugh. "They still, they still figured it out." Yeah, exactly. get together, people. Uh, so yeah, like I, but I do, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater is such a popular Metal Gear, and it is such a good Metal Gear, and I think it is so different uh, than many of the Metal Gears that came before and the Metal Gears that came after that I think it does make a lot of sense to remaster it, especially when you consider, you know, even though they haven't put anywhere else out, and goddamn, I'm telling you right now, if you talk about remasters and you put this out too, if they could give me Twin Snakes, right? If they gave me the remake of Metal Gear that was the GameCube Metal Gear remake that I loved, even though it wasn't as good as the first, like do that you've already had a remake of that and put it back out and make money off that again too like i don't know where the money would go with silicon knights and who has property rights and yada 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 but that'd be fucking cool now here's one tamor hussein in the chat says twin snakes is straight toilet (laughs) hey it was no metal gear solid but metal gear solid twin snakes was fun i had fun on the gamecube i enjoyed the first person perspective all right put it out make your money be happy with it uh but all that said we're here I'm allowing myself to get excited. I think number two on the Roper Report is important. But let's not get too excited about that first story. Remember, this is Konami. I'm going to go to Eddie at GameSpot. Kevin, if you can click on that link and show some of the tweets. Konami recently rebranded eFootball series. Oh, I'm sorry. Konami recently rebranded eFootball series launched this week, but eFootball 2022 did not go over as well as the publisher might have wanted. The game has suffered from a number of issues, including player models that don't look very realistic and gameplay issues. And now Konami has apologized and stressed that it continues to work on improvements to the live service game. After this is the Konami, after the release of eFootball 2022, <laughs> we have received lots of feedback and requests regarding game balancing that includes pass speed and defense operation. We would like to acknowledge that there have been reports of problems users have experienced with cutscenes, facial expressions, movements of players, and the behavior of the ball, Konami said. Kevin, go to the one right above it, because Janet actually pays attention to FIFA football. Look at these faces. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my me god, right that's now? that's like giving um remember that uh and I think it might have been Ronaldo, that Ronaldo statue that they made a few yeah, years yeah, ago at that yeah, airport. Yeah. It's yeah. giving that. Yeah. Uh, we are sorry for the problems and we want to assure everyone we will take concerns seriously and strive to improve the current situation, Konami added. Social media reports have documented the issues with eFootball 2022, including the face scans for popular players like Lionel Messier and Chris, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Sorry, everybody. Cristiano those, Ronaldo. Those are the ones we just looked at, if you want to put them back <laughs> up, Kevin. Like two of the most, even though I don't know these guys, I know that I've seen these names, right? I understand what's going on. Uh, NPCs in the crowd, too, also don't look good with players joking that they seem to be more of the ps1 era so again okay the crowd ain't never look good let's just throw that out there. i ain't trying to now i'm not defending football but the crowds never look good they always are like one generation behind and i don't know why uh this is this, this, this is, is more than one generation though yes no for sure but i'm just like uh, the crowds are always like the worst thing but yeah this uh this sucks <laughs> like i think that the thing is like when I heard, and I, I've been on FIFA, like I said, since uh, 20, FIFA 2017 was my first FIFA game, maybe 2016, actually. Um, so I've been playing FIFA since then. And much like oftentimes in the sports sim world, like there's one shining star and then everyone else is kind of just competing for their own market share. And when I first heard that, like Konami was doing this reband, rebrand to their uh, soccer game and calling it eFootball and they're like, it's going to be free. I'm like, OK, you know, like I wasn't going to play this because like I'm a FIFA person. I don't really have to look anywhere else. It's just FIFA. We're just playing more FIFA the way like people might be that way with 2K and other other Sims. 
But with this being free, I was like, you know, it could be like, a, you know, an interesting thing to check out. Like, what are they doing differently? What could be something that, you know, FIFA might want to emulate? Like, it, this just might be an interesting thing to look at as like someone that likes soccer video games. Um, and then when I heard in the lead up, like this does not surprise me at all, because in the lead up, if you've been following like the eFootball coverage, they were straight up like, we gonna be real. It ain't gonna be ready. Like, we're gonna launch it like not ready. Like they straight up. Almost, I, I'll, I wish I had the quote, but they basically verbatim said that. So then when it wasn't ready, it's like, oh, that's like what they said. So they're like, and obviously I don't think they necessarily intended to or wanted to release it with this many issues. I think the fact that they like had to issue an apology is like very telling. Um, and it kind of shows that like there's, there is that old like, um, I guess like a negative connotation to live service games a lot of times where like players often, especially if they're not, not interested in live service, will be like, you, this is just a way for you not to finish it and release it. And I think that's, you know, can have its own negative connotations that like I don't vibe with of like kind of, you know, dismissing developers and their process and their work and da da da. But this is a case where I'm like, oh, you're doing exactly like what people accuse these games oh, of yeah, doing exactly. where you, you're doing the worst. You, yes, you dropped it and like not there's like there's more to add and the like it's not done, you know, like and also like there's degrees of like not really ready like if the pasta is not really ready like that can be kind of okay like overcooked undercooked you might not notice you're putting sauce on you putting cheese on it's all good but like like if the meat's not ready like you can't eat that you're gonna get sick (laughs) you know what i mean like there's levels to not being ready where it's like ah it's not really ready but like it's good enough you know like oh i'm not really ready i'm just gonna toss on a jacket or something versus like i i just got out of the shower i have no clothes on you know like there's levels to not being ready um someone in the chat said al dente yes exactly so uh yeah that's that's really unfortunate because i feel like the idea of having a free-to-play soccer game is is inherently intriguing in the sense that like it's just easy access for people to jump into and maybe you could just you know do something a little bit differently and it did seem like at first they had you know thorough intentions to like have an interesting take and then again once they said they're like i'll be really ain't gonna be ready i'm like this thing is not gonna be good like let alone the fact that it's hard to make these games like i think people don't realize how impressive fifa is i know i'm always like the the fifa apologist and i don't do the um the microtransaction stuff i don't i can't comment on all that where like y'all got that drama like mm, like i don't know i just play like local like i'm just old school like it's 2003 in my mind it's just you got two controllers it's just me and my brother that's it it's been that way for many years um but just like the impressiveness of like moving the ball and the fidelity and like there's a lot of things i want from fifa even as someone that doesn't do the microtransaction stuff but like it blows my mind that they put out a game of that quality every year so like when you enter that sports sim space especially because you're realistic sports sims you have to like bring it because there's a standard already established that people want and like it's gonna take a lot to like win over a fifa audience if you're trying to do that and even if you're not trying to do that there's still like a it's just a lot there's like levels to this and like it's it's unfortunate that this game launched in this state but again i'm not surprised because they basically were like we told you earlier that it's not done and this is what i'm saying this is the company that we want to get excited about metal gear castlevania silent hill from i'm just putting it out there obviously different things all sorts of stuff but this is konami and i don't know you know you know the vgc article about the metal gear castlevania silent hill stuff talks about you know they're pivoting and changing how the restructure of the company's game development divisions earlier this year great and obviously you can make a bad you you can be a publisher and publish one bad game and make one bad game and not make everything it's just that still thing of like 
how bad is the blood right now between whoever's running Konami and Hideo Kojima? And are we allowed, are they not even going to mention his fucking name when they talk about these games and they do all these things and the remakes and whatever? And then, yeah, Silent Hill, do they have their head wrapped around modern, modern horror? Are they trying to do something different with it? Are they trying to be the super same? And Castlevania was never my jam, but I know people love Lord of Shadows or whatever. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, real quick, too. I just want to remind everybody. There is something we call kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This is where you can go and correct us when we get something wrong. Twitch chat went on fire when I said Lionel Messier. They're like, no, Greg, you're thinking of Mark Messier from the New York Rangers. I'm like, yes, I am. That is correct. I don't know how to pronounce I don't. Is it Messi? Lionel Messi? Mm-hmm. Why, nobody, nobody, you're wrong me. All you in the chat want to sit there. This is like Janet. I'm sure you're well aware of The chat. I'll give you a free piece of advice here. Remember, you're out, you're out at a nice dinner, right? Someone next to you, horrible happens. There's an emergency, a heart attack, whatever. You don't yell, somebody call 911 because you Twitch people will just sit there. Fucking frogs on a stick, all right? You're not going to fucking pick up the phone. You got to look at somebody and say, you, call 911. That's what you do. Otherwise, look at y'all. Just bumps on a log, sitting there, not doing a goddamn thing, laughing, saying it's done. Guess what, everybody? I understand there's a lot of Europeans watching right now. Here in America, we don't give a shit about soccer, all right? And we're proud of it. We're proud of it. Kevin, are we proud of it? Some of us can proud as fuck, boy. That's what I like to hear. All right, so get out of here, Mark Messier. You know, oh no, Mark Messier, you could stay. I guess this is why I, I don't vibe with Marshall. American culture. Like it's stuff like this where I'm like, Fourth mm, of July, you could keep it. You could keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> number three on the uh, Roper Report. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh no. I'm going to do number three, then I'm going to go to ads, Kevin. I'm putting ads in here so I don't forget because I almost forgot there. Oh, I tried to save a Google Doc. That's not what I want. Uh, number th- Motherfucker. Number three on the Roper Report. Uh, we have an update here about uh, New World from the developers themselves talking uh, launch servers and more. I'm going to read their letter. Greetings, adventurers. It's been an incredible week of growth for the New World community. The demand we've seen has been staggering, and we continue to be humbled by the number of players that want to explore uh, Eternium together. Is I saying that right? Uh, while it was certainly our aspiration to welcome massive numbers of players into the game during launch week, we were frankly surprised by just how many adventurers washed up on Eternium shores. Over a million players entered New World on launch day. Each day after launch, that number has increased, translating to long queue times uh, for some of our more popular worlds. Since our launch on Tuesday, we have more than doubled the number of servers, and we are working to increase the capacity of all available servers to support a higher population cap. Our team has been working around the clock uh, to add as many servers as we can, and will continue to do so until we stabilize wait times. While we do that work, there are options to get into the game quickly. If you are a player logging in for the first time, 40% of our live servers have low or no wait times. We encourage you to seek out those servers and get playing. We are also working hard on a feature that will allow you to transfer your characters to a different server. So if you choose one now just to get up and playing, you can make a different choice later to play in a server with your friends. Our goal is to release this feature next week once we've thoroughly tested it and are sure it's ready. Prior to its release, we will provide detailed information on how the transfer process works. We know how important it is to be able to play with your friends, so we're putting this feature at the top of our priority list. Thank you for your support. You can't wait to see you in Eternum. Janet, have you played this? Did you jump into New World this week? No, I have not. I don't I don't think that's really my kind of game. I might yeah. still check it out just to like be able to get a sense of it. And I like playing stuff that's outside my wheelhouse because every now and then one of them clicks and then I'm sure. like, this is the exception for some reason. But it's not really my jam. What about you? Have you jumped in? 
Yeah, on launch day, we did a stream here, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. You can go check it out. Uh, and I enjoyed myself. I f and we talked about it in Gamescast afterwards with Andy, who played a lot of it too. I found it to be an MMO, which is great. And I do love a good MMO. But it was that thing of like, I didn't see the personal hook for me. But, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to hear that from me. The one, the only, the big Kev dog, Kevin Coelho. You've been playing a lot of New World, Kevin. How's it going for you? Oh man, I'm level 56 at logging, which means I've chopped down probably like 3,000 trees. I might wow. start mining because I mean, pretty much any tree except the stupid blue ones, like I chop it down no problem. I'm having a great time. I am. I'm having a blast. There are some like serious issues like getting in. I was number 1100 the other day. So Jesus Christ. I, but that went by. It was like 45 minutes. It, but there's also because it was like nine o'clock, so midnight East Coast. Sure, it's, it's we hot cut time. down a lot there, yeah. But um, the the big issue is Joey and Low are playing on a different server, right? So like, am I gonna? What am I gonna do? She's level third, like twenty nine or twenty five on hers, which is crazy because I'm level fifteen. So it's like, do I start a new character on their server? Do I wait when they open Just the wait, gate right? so that I can transfer over? But they're going. You know, at this rate, you're in this for the long haul, right? You're not. This isn't going to burn out for you next week, is it? You know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I would say, I mean, like, I, what I want to do is commend New World. I mean, I think when it, when it, when I jumped on to sign on that first day, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to play this new game, Janet. I would to immediately get presented with that server, the server list, and then the world list inside the server. I was like, oh, right. I forgot that this is how certain MMOs work. And I had to go to Slack and be like, what are we playing on? I had to wait for them to tell me so I could do it. And of course, it was launch day. The server they were on was super popular. So I did it, but then I had to wait too. And it's like, I wish, and I'm surprised that when you're making an MMO, they wouldn't have thought this through already of like, oh man, servers are going to be crazy and popular in certain ones. We should be able to move people around quicker. But it is a tip of the hat that, hey, they're being vocal about it. Our number one priority is this. We hope ne next week is a way faster turnaround than I would have thought for something you didn't have ready at launch of this importance. So it's great they're doing it. It's great they're tackling it. But yeah, I mean, the reason you play an MMO is to play with other people, right? You could go play any RPG or any action RPG under the sun if you just wanted to level up and ding, right? Like if it's the fact you want to go grind something with your friends and have something to play together, then that's why you go into MMOs. So the fact that they're on it, I think, deserves to be commended. The, the one thing they do have to fix with playing with your friends is like the mission structure. It very much grouping together doesn't feel like you're grouped together like oh, really? you'll get xp for some stuff that they're doing together but like picking up missions together is always a challenge and like i feel like that's something that really needs to be tightened up nice to be tightened up okay well there you go ladies and gentlemen your update from big cab dog i know they're streaming it next week on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays but right now why don't I tell you about Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games? On Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of this very show. You could also be part of PSI Love You XOXO with me, Janet, and some clown. You could be part of the Xcast. You could be part of the Gamescast. You could do it all over there. Plus, you could even get the content that's happening on Kind of Funny, like the Kind of Funny podcast that's up right now with Devin Sawa. That's right. Idle Hands is Devin Sawa and the Chucky Show. I digress. Most importantly, for Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can go there to get the show ad free, but you're not on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Jack. So here's a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by Liquid IV. Working out, meditating, treating yourself with so many different types of self-care, it can be hard to remember one of the most fundamental ways to take good care of yourself, hydration. No, Liquid IV is not an actual IV drip, but it does hydrate you faster and more efficiently than plain old water. It contains the perfect balance of vitamins that help you hydrate quicker. How do I, Greg Miller, know so much about Liquid IV? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I like to drink too much. And often after I've had too much, to drink the next day we use liquid iv around here you can all i've also used it you know when you're sick uh you maybe off the plane you took a plane ride and you're like ah, I'm, 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 I'm really thirsty you know what i mean you're dehydrated because the pressurization use it then. but also if you learn to get your drink on like greg does throw back a few brewskis like stone cold steve austin uh the next morning uh liquid iv does help i mix it with my water quite a bit grab your favorite liquid iv flavors nationwide at walmart or you can get 25 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code kfgd at checkout that's 20 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code KFGD at liquidiv.com. Our next sponsor, why it's ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your dog with the nearest stranger while you run into the store. I would never do that to Portillo. Uh, most of the time, it's probably fine, but you never know. What if they're a serial dog napper? Uh, well, every time you connect to an unencrypted network, like a cafe or a hotel, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been easy because, of course, ExpressVPN has been a sponsor of Kind of Funny for quite some time, a long time, and the one, the only, Cool Greg, has used it quite a bit. Uh, all the internet surfing he does, all the different shows he's watching, all the different things he's streaming. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com games. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot slash games, and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash games and our final sponsor of the day demon slayer it's time to become the blade that destroys demons in demon slayer kimitsu no yaba the hinokami chronicles launching october 15th on ps5 ps4 xbox and steam uh tanjiro comes home to find his family murdered and his sister transformed into a demon well that sucks understandably my boy tanjiro is devastated by this and decides to become a demon slayer to restore his sister's humanity and seek revenge on the demon that slaughtered his family based on the anime demon slayer the game's adventure mode lets you relive your favorite memorable moments and thrilling battles then there's a versus mode where you can choose any combination of two characters to face off with exhilarating gameplay and a whole bunch of skills and characters from the anime rise up to become the strongest of the demon slayers pre-order demon slayer and unlock two bonus characters and get early access to the game to pre-order just click the link in the description you're allowed to admit it twitch chat and people who are listening to ads you're gonna miss that demon slayer ad read because it's another one where the chat goes alive, Janet, with Greg has no idea how to pronounce any of these words. Why is he reading this okay, ad? I, I feel like it's not, when it's a fictional stuff, like it is so hard to pronounce like these words. I was having this conversation the other day in my chat with um, Pokemon because like I, it, I couldn't like say one of their names. And I'm like, I don't know how they're all said because there's like a kajillion of them. And I don't watch like the show where yeah. I'm like getting, you know, constantly learning this knowledge and stuff. And it's like the amount of times I've done VO for Pokemon stuff and had to like in the booth, I go on YouTube and I'm like, how do I say it? Okay, don't, don't, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Cause that's all the only thing people are gonna come. How do I know if you know how to do find the gem and the da 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 if you can't say, uh, was it Ponyta correctly? <laughs> 
to be clear, the chat's like, but it's it, it, Greg's fucking up real words. These are names from yes. It, it, Janet's not saying that. Janet's telling her story about Pokemon, and I'm telling you, yeah, like I just don't know. I didn't know how to pronounce that. And oh, I will say like some inside baseball for like names. If I catch it, or sometimes like I mess up and I'll put something in like a show, like any show I'm doing, and then I realize, oh my god, I don't know how to say this person's name, and then I'm just like, oh, we just gotta go. We just gotta drive through yeah. it because yeah. I have no yeah. no choice. But before, if I do catch it earlier, I'll literally I will go on like pronunciation.com oh, yeah. YouTube and then I'll put it in parentheses. So if you've like done get it, especially games daily, like with me, where there's like different people from different places in the world and businesses, well, you'll, there'll be like a very like jankily phonetic oh, <laughs> name yeah. that I just have to like carefully read through. You've but yeah, you do that on the shows, right? Oh, and, yeah. and I mean, it all comes down to having uh, time. Like the amount of times I'll be in a story. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm coming up. I didn't see this ahead of time. Because obviously, I you know I rolled from a meeting to this to. I'm that, like, whatever. if I murmur over this, maybe no one will know. And the but funny story I'm about the ads, I know, like you're, I'm on Patreon. I don't get this. We're not actually talking about the actual advertisement. We're talking about the recording of it. Like it was a legitimate thing. Of I had five minutes, and 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 Raj was like, I need this. Like it didn't get done. I'm like, fuck. And so I jumped in there, and I was like, I got it for you, Raj. Don't worry. Sat down, got to that ad. I'm like, are you? Fu- this is oh shit. Fuck. I'm sorry. And I just did my best, everybody. Speaking of doing your best, number four on the Roper Report. Xbox is doing their best with accessibility. Uh, They put up a giant post today along with an awesome 40-plus minute presentation on their stage, Phil Spencer introduction, everything, talking about what they're doing uh, uh, with accessibility going forward. So I'm going to read some of this. Obviously, it's up on uh, Xbox's sites. Obviously, you can go watch the video yourself, but I thought some of the highlights were this. Uh, New game accessibility feature tags for the Microsoft Store on Xbox. For years, the number one question we receive from the gaming and disability community is how do I know which game I can play. It's an important question because it can be difficult for gamers to know before they purchase a game if it has the accessibility features they need. To make this easier for gamers, we are proud to announce that game accessibility feature tags, formerly known as accessibility metadata tags, tags, are coming to the Microsoft Store and Xbox, which will display the accessibility features available in each game so you can make an informed decision before you buy or download. The game accessibility feature tags will be available starting today to a number uh, members. I'm sorry of the Xbox Accessibility Insiders League, who will give provide who will help provide feedback on the tags so we can refine and improve the experience for all of our players. The tags will include a list of 20 accessibility features which gamers commonly look for based on extensive user research and discussion with our gaming and disability community, such as narrated game menus, subtitle options, input remapping, full keyboard support, and single stick gameplay. Uh, game publishers will also be able to include links to additional accessibility information for their titles for developers each accessibility feature includes a specific set of criteria to ensure there is a consistent bar for quality as an example we know that many gamers find it frustrating when a game has subtitles but the font size is so small it's really (laughs) difficult to read not only do we require subtitles to meet a specific font size to check our subtitles options feature tag we also require that subtitles can be resized up to 200 percent We know that beyond these 20 accessibility features, that there are other features our community would like to see indicated on games. In the future, we hope to add more tags while ensuring we don't add so many tags that it becomes confusing. The game accessibility feature tags will also be available on Xbox.com, the Xbox app on PC, and the Xbox Game Pass apps in the coming months. 
Janet, that alone could be a news story, I think, unto itself, but they go on with a million different things. Uh, 343 Industries uh, talked about accessibility features, too, for Halo Infinite. They talked about subtitles, more UI settings, uh, text-to-speech, a new movement-assisted steering feature, uh, and then representation in the games. This is their quote. Representation in gaming matters to improve representation in Halo Infinite. 343's in- 343 Industries worked with organizations such as Warfighter Engaged to offer new prosthetic options for players to customize their Spartans. Again, refresh this is then back to uh, xbox broad right refreshed accessibility spotlight and new accessibility features we're also also happy to announce we've renamed the ease of access section on the console menu to accessibility to make it even easier to discover the accessibility features available on your console and to customize your experience it goes on like that right we're also announcing new accessibility features that'll launch on xbox soon these include there's way more information about these but quick settings co- color features night mode display globalization of speech to text slash text to speech chat settings uh there's gonna be free gaming accessibility fundamental courses for developers launching later this month and then there's also new uh features available for xbox controllers lastly we've updated this feature this we, we updated the feature set on the xbox wireless controller xbox elite wireless controller series 2 and the xbox adaptive controller to include next gen features including better cross device connectivity and reduced latency these features were pre- previously only available on the xbox series x slash s controllers we will continue to update our controllers to ensure that you can play the game in the way that is right for you again a huge post, a giant video that goes through all of this and is set up just like uh, the presentations you've seen Paris Duty 3. But overall, great job, Xbox, Janet. Yeah, I love the um, the running like thing of e- Xbox being like good guy Xbox. Like I think they're very like open about what they're doing at all times, willing to like pivot when they feel like they've made an error or the community reminds them they made an error. Like they're focused on play anywhere and like you know, allowing people to still have these experiences regardless of like what hardware they're on and the idea of like, I really like the fact that they're updating their like older controllers to have some stuff that the newer stuff has. So it's not yeah. like, oh, to get all the ex- the features and all the accessibility, you got to like pay for this extra hardware. Like I like that they're thinking about that. Obviously, maybe it would have been better if that was done earlier. I think stuff like this could always be done sooner. But the best, you know, there's like a saying that like the best time was yesterday. The second best time is today. And yeah. I feel like they really take that to heart and seem to be like, putting in a lot of time and effort and transparency into like wanting this to be a thing, wanting to create a a little bit of a form of standardization where it's like, okay, when you're playing on Microsoft on Xbox, you're going to have this sort in standard because we have all of our studios go through these practices. I like the fact that they're having like free courses for developers where it's like, okay, you don't know how to do that. Okay. You know, we're going to provide that. Like, I think they're, it feels like they're thinking about this from a lot of different angles, um, which I think is cool. And, you know, I'd like to see more, like other players in the space do similar stuff at least in terms of like putting the conversation out there because by putting this like post out there we can get you know actual accessibility critics people that have an expertise in this to actually look at it and break it down further and then therefore like add in more information that i might not know that other people might not know that like microsoft might need feedback on so i love that they have this stuff going out there i think it's so cool to have it um forward facing for if you're figuring out what games you can play because that's a big thing like um, in coverage for accessibility. So yeah, I, I think this stuff is super cool. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's such a great one of just like, kind of out of the blue they've been working not out of the blue obviously they've been working really hard on it and you know familiar faces in the video of course steve sailor the blind gamer pops up in the video talking about what accessibility means and he's been such a great voice and he's worked with xbox on so much of this stuff like there's been a lot of hard work going on it's nice to see it bearing fruit and again yeah i think something that benefits everybody right where i think you look at something like 
uh, the accessibility settings they're talking about here with subtitles and just making yeah. it easier to read on TV. Like you don't have to be uh, Steve, right? You don't have to have uh, a medical condition to be like, man, the subtitles are small here. I wish they. I can't it. stand small sub. And like y'all, like I literally immediately always pump the subtitles to large and like there's nothing that irks me more than when i select large and i'm like this is large like this is still really small and i don't understand so um yeah i'm really glad to like hear stuff like that because that's that's one of the go-to ones i use um there's a few other ones that i might use depending on like the game in terms of like maybe um like wait time or like i really liked using um for ghost where you can have like a visual indicator for like when the arrows are getting shot like sure. a lot of again like and they mentioned this in this post that like a lot of these features are useful to like all players to just have these different options so yeah super cool uh number five on the Roper reports a quick one for you and honestly these last three ones are pretty quick uh number one or number five uh blake jorgensen is leaving ea uh this is eddie over at GameSpot. electronic arts cfo blake jorgensen is stepping down from his post he announced in a filing that jorgensen has begun the process of transitioning out of his role as cfo and coo and with the executive expected to officially depart ea in the summer 2022 there you go. You probably heard Blake's name read a billion times on Kind of Funny Games Daily. You'll hear another person's name, another suit's name read soon enough. So there you go. Not much to say. Just I wanted that on your radar. So when we start saying new names, that's what's up. Uh, number six, uh, especially for Halloween on October 1st, uh, Bloober Team has been very, very busy. This is a press release from them. And of course, Bloober Team made the medium, medium, the medium a game that is six times what Resident Evil uh, Village is. That's not true. Uh, Bloober team is thrilled to share a sneak peek at their return to the world of layers of fear. There's a new unreal five, uh, a new unreal engine five teaser trailer that clues you into what this is, but then going on uh, the first layers of fear released in 2016 made waves in the gaming industry with its unique take on first person psychological horror experience uh, told from a point of view of a painter obsessively trying to finish his magnum opus, no matter the cost. This award-winning title successfully created a new direction for both the Bloober team studio and the psychological horror genre genre that increasingly uh, that increased its popularity in the mainstream gaming community layers of fear was later expanded with story dlc in 2019 bloober team released the indirect sequel layers to fear 2 telling the story of a hollywood actor who heeds the call of a despotic director voiced by the horror legend tony todd to star in a film short shot abroad an ocean liner uh, the Bloober team CEO says, quote, I'm really glad we're coming back to this world wiser and more experienced. Here's the news. As a studio, we also have two other projects in the works, one in production and one in pre-production. In addition to the new Layers of Fear project, Bloober team is also working on two AAA projects that have yet to be announced. You can follow them on all the social media to get more information, yada, yada, yada. Again, it's the spooky time of year, Janet. If you're going to have some horror game news out there, I'm going to toss it out you. But yeah, a new Layers of Fear coming and then two other games uh, from Bloober team. Are you excited, Janet Garcia? Um, I am invested even when I maybe shouldn't be. So my history with Bloober, like, let's see what they have right before the medium. It was um, Layers of Fear 2. Before that. Layers of Fear. Really? What's the other one? What game am I thinking of? Fuck, I know what you're thinking of. I have like a sweater from it. Like that was them, right? Like uh, uh, hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. It's the Blair Witch one. The Blair Witch yeah. one. What do they call the Blair Witch one? Blair Witch or something. Is just Blair Witch? Okay. I think it was just Blair Witch. <laughs> um, yes. Like, so I played a little bit of that. And when I say a little bit, like I mean a little 
that thing, mm -mm, I was not into it. I think it looked bad. I think it like played bad. I was like, this is not good. And that's it. That was my history with it. I, there's a free sweater in my apartment from someone that had it. So that's it. That That's my history. I'm like, I wear that sweater a lot. And I played the medium and I beat the medium. The medium was interesting. You know, a lot of people say, and well, you've played Layers of Fear, correct? Would you say that the medium is their best project? Because I've heard that, but you Here's might be able to speak I'll, to that more. Let me wade in a little bit too of what you're saying, right? Where Bloober Team makes these horror games, and I don't think they've ever made The Shining. I don't think they've ever made Hereditary. You know, I'm talking about horror movies, obviously. Yes. Right? I think that they make a lot of all right, this is an interesting slash fun horror game for a bit. Like, I don't think they've ever come in and done like the. Here we go, motherfucker. This is the game. I would they say, yeah, medium is better than Layers of Fear. I, I like okay, the medium that's kind of, of Okay, so now, now I feel like I don't need to play Layers of Fear if the medium is better. And for the record, my medium stance is, I guess critically, I would have to lean on it being bad or mediocre. Like, that's my stance on it. But I think it had a lot of really interesting ideas. I was intrigued by, like, where the story would go. Like, I finished it, you know? I didn't have okay. to. Um, I liked the dual reality thing. But ultimately, I yes, like I just feel like it it it's not a game I really recommend people check out. Like that's that's my end all be all, and I definitely don't think it's like worse than or would you say you said it's better than Village? That's not true. Yeah. Um, that's just, and again, I don't agree. Again, with that. that's the tweet version of this argument. So don't yes. everybody come at me. The argument is that the medium right now on uh, Metacritic right has a seventy one on Xbox, a seventy five on PC. I would say that is correct. I'm not telling you the medium is a 10 out of 10. I'm saying that I think so little of Resident Evil Village, yes. I think it's below that. I do think that part is is key. I disagree with that, though, as well. Um, You're but wrong. that being said, I'm, like, weirdly, like, down for this. Because, like, the medium, me and the medium had such a weird relationship where it was, like, one of the first games I played this year. And then I was like, man, like, that wasn't really, like... Like, at first, I was like, oh, this is cool. Then I was like, eh, it's not that good. And then I'm like, oh, we're almost done with it. And maybe we'll come back. And then I finished it. And then I was like, oh, man, that, like, went to weird places. But, like, everyone in my community was, like, intrigued by it. Like, it had a weird hold on me. Like, I don't know. I have these, like, messed up relationships with these horror games. Because I feel the same way about um, the freaking Dark Pictures anthology. We're like, yeah. none of those are, like, hitting that hard. But I'll be there day one, baby. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Like, like, so I feel like that about this. I'm like, you know what? I do think... Again, the medium had some good ideas. I think they're going to I think they can make a good game. I don't think they've done that yet, but I think they can. So like the idea that they're working on more stuff. I'm like, you know what? We're trying. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be there until the wheels fall off. We're in. On so that's the degree of my excitement for it. Exactly. That's that's exactly the thing, because you are a true Halloween lover. You love horror games. We're all about it. Sure. <laughs> you love being tortured. <laughs> yes. Number seven on the Roper Report and final. This is super simple. I'm not even going to bother really reading it. Uh, Bandai Namco is getting a new logo. Kevin, I put it in there if you want to click and open it up. Uh, it's happening in like April 2022. They're making the switch over, but there you see it if you're a visual person. The old Bandai Namco one going into this uh, word bubble. It's a pink word bubble, and inside it says Nan Bandai Namco. Good for them. When you they, see they it on your boxes, you know. press announcements for these sort of things. Remember when they switched their name? Yeah, when they went from Nam named Namco Bandai to Bandai Namco, that that will forever fuck me up. I hope they don't stick with a new logo. Like, I hope they decide to be like, nah, never mind. Because sometimes that happens with like redesigns where you're like, sure. oh, just kidding. Oh, hey, everybody hates this. Yeah, um, I and I, everyone hates everything when it first comes out. Like, whenever there's changes to like logos or app designs, like everyone always hates it. Everyone always hates it. So I don't think everyone hating it means that it's gonna be hated forever. But um, I'm not a fan of it. It's just it's it does feel like less retroy, but like. 
Yeah, and then the whole like tagline was like, "Oh, the future, like going for the future or something like that." Like have a conversation with people. Yeah, like I, yeah, right. Like, oh, we just—it's just a message on your phone. But yeah, I just feel like it doesn't really have much personality to it. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have some cool alternates or something, but we'll see. You know what, Janet? We will see, and I hope uh, we get more alternatives. I hope maybe they stick with the one. Maybe they take the new one. I don't really care that much. But what I do care about is that that change or staying or April 2022 is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. FIFA 22 is out on pretty much every platform known to man, including Stadia. Have you started playing? Did you get your copy yet? Are you also? No, no, I have not started playing yet. Okay. okay. Uh, Phoenix Point is on PS4, Xbox One. Blaze and the Monster Machines. Uh, Axel City Racers launches today on console, Stadia, and PC. Cole, oh, I see. Cole Sword uh, comes out on Switch. Sounds like Cold Sore. Or Cole's sword. Or but I'll get back yes. uh, survival Z on Switch, and then Arvita. Not even a, not even the Vita you're thinking of, guys. Is on PC. Uh, new dates for you. Slender: The Arrival is coming to mobile devices October 13th. Fire Girl: Hack and Splash Rescue is coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC December 14th. I caught this. I looked at the press release today. Watched the trailer. I'm all in on this game. A little game where you're a firefighter and you rescue people, Janet. Yes, yes, please. Sure. And then Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is coming out on March 18th, 2022 on PS4, PS5, Xbox all around, PC, Epic Game Store. Uh, and then on top of that, the Stranger of Paradise Final, Final Fantasy Origin trial version will be available today, October 1st through October 11th. Uh, that was from Xbox. I assume it's everywhere, but I actually didn't check. So if you're looking for that game, go get it. I saw on Reset Era, they say bullshit funny and everybody thought it was funny. Janet. Yes. We asked people watching live. To go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Nothing here. Everybody in yep. the chat made fun of pronunciations. Flawless run. But that, no, yeah, no problems, right? This, this isn't a blessing show where there's a bunch of stuff wrong with it, you know? Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. It is October. You get to have a spooky weekend, and I hope you do watch some horror movies of that. But guess what? Kind of Funny Games Daily is a show that happens each and every weekday here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. And next week, we'll be back. Monday, it's going to be Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, it will be me and Tamar Hussein. Wednesday, it'll be Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim. Friday, it will be me and Blessing. All of those me's are very tentative, as this baby could come at any time. Janet, of course, is the understudy. If Greg falls through the cracks, Janet steps in, because she's amazing. We love Janet. Thanks. If you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, like I said, everybody's about to play some Halo Infinite. Uh, get in there and shooty, shoot, shoot. Uh, they're raising money, of course, uh, for kind of funny.com slash bless and kind of funny.com slash Andy, which is their uh, links to donate so that they can take part in Panda's All Star Nick Vitational. It's benefiting the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Remember, kind of funny.com slash Andy, kind of funny.com slash bless are open 24 7. So even if you're listening to this on a podcast later and then you want to go to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and watch the archive of the Halo stuff, you can still go to those charity links and support those fine young gentlemen as they get ready to try to raise money for breast cancer awareness. Janet, it's the weekend. Where can people keep up with you? Are you streaming? What are you up to? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and everywhere else under the handle Game Onsys. That's Game O N Y S U S. 
Uh, for big things, I think this with Saturday tomorrow, I'm going to be pl- finishing Hitman 3, hopefully. So mm. that should be fun over on Twitch. And then I think this coming Thursday, I'm going to finally do like my hot diggity dog stream where I wear a hot dog costume and I play Animal Crossing and my character is going to wear the same hot dog costume. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's the whole idea. But people are excited about it. So stay tuned on social media because I'll announce it and be promoting it in the lead up. But I think it'll probably happen on th- that coming Thursday. So are you yeah. still in Animal Crossing like every day? Not every day. Like I stop. And well, this is the post show. I want to hear the. Okay. I want to hear. Not every day. It sounds like you played more than me, and I just want to know what's yes. going on. And I gotta get ready for the coffee and all that stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, uh, Halo on Twitch. Later, youtubecom slash place If you want to come see the post show and talk some Animal Crossing, patreoncom slash games You can catch us over there. Uh, I've been Greg. That's been Janet. That's been Kevin. And until next time, you've been KFAF'd.